Hey, uh, welcome to tonight's edition of Sunday Night Novi. Uh, tonight, tonight's share a prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shoftim. This series will focus on how Shmuel Hanavi, the author of the Book of Shoftim, sent us many messages for our times. Uh, the series is dedicated with Zechon Nishmas, Rabbi Rachmiel Ben Arumeir. Um, I also want to mention the um, to many, many Cholim, uh, who, are, who are out there um, that, that, that we should continue to down for and, we, and they should have um, a, a Rafua Shalema. Uh, we were in the middle of discussing Shimshon. Uh, I don't know if time is going to allow me, but I, I want to try to possibly finish. Um, we're looking at possibly making a seum on the, on the Savior, maybe possibly before Pesach. I'm not 100% sure on that. Because uh, there are a couple of other inyanim that we have to really discuss before we get to that point, but but it's certainly a possibility. And then, Mr. Hashem, I'd like to I would like to move on to Sefer Shmuel, which is the which is the continuation of, of this story. And of all the bad of all the bad stories that that we've learned, that that's a good one. So <laughs> that one has a good ending. So, well, sort of, not 100%, but most of it. It ends with David and Shlomo and, and all, all of those things. So, Hashem, we will we'll continue moving along. Uh, one programming note. Um, far be it for me to compete with the highest rated television event of the year. Uh, so, next Sunday night. Uh, so, so next Sunday night we will we will we'll take a vacation, and we will resume in in two weeks. Uh, so there'll be no share next Sunday night. I know a lot of people would like to watch the Super Bowl, uh, so I don't want to stand in the way of that. And uh, so we, we'll 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 be off next Sunday night, and then we'll continue. We haven't really had any breaks along the way, so I think it's okay to take off one Sunday night um, and let people. Uh, uh, why should you be left out of the highest rated television event of the year? So, so we'll, we'll do that and then we'll continue uh, in two weeks um, and we'll continue. Uh, I, I'm going to try as much as possible to go up to, to close to Pesach uh, without any interruptions. That should be okay. And we'll take off the week of Pesach and we'll continue uh, uh, after. Uh, after they change the clock, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll give, I know, I know some of you davening in shul, so we'll, uh, I'll, I'll do it after Marib, but I'll give like a 15-minute zone so you'll be able to do, go to shul, do Marib, and come home. Okay. That's just some programming notes uh, that are important. Again, um, as always, uh, you could listen to all of these shiurim on the podcast, uh, on all the podcast uh, platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, uh, all of them, and uh, Amazon Music. And, and you could review, or you could, if you miss a share, you can listen to it. Um, it's all, it's all up there. Uh, and then, and the the share is usually available within tw- within tw- uh, within twenty four hours of of this year. Okay. Uh, we spoke about uh, Shimshon last week. Uh, we spoke about some of his, his uh, adventures uh, that that he that he had to deal with. Uh, now, uh, the, one of the last topics that we were discussing was when the Plishtim came to um, to, to um, Yehuda, and Yehuda had complained about why they, they were uh, being attacked, and they and they told them, "We don't really, we're not really attacking you. We want Shimshon." And there was an interesting discussion. I mentioned the Rambam uh, last week about whether whether if a, if, if a city is sieged. And you're allowed, and they ask for one person. If you're allowed to give over that one person, uh, generally we say no. However, if uh, however, if the person is chay of misa, um, does that change the condition? Uh, the Rambam seems to say yes. Uh, but so here, clearly, the the plishtim had intended on killing Shimshon, and so really meikaradin, uh, they really were not supposed to give him over. However, I, I, I do think that, that he said to give them over with a little bit of a wink in his eye, meaning that, 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 that I, I think it's a little different in this situation because I think he felt that, you know what, he said to them, as long as you don't kill me, um, just give me over, 
then all is good. Uh, by the way, you know what that you know what that's similar to? That's similar to the story of Yonah. So what what happened by the story of Yonah? So when when Yonah was on the ship, so so the Medrash brings down that the storm at sea only affected that ship. Like all the other ships were were traveling at sea um, in a in a very uh, calm way. The seas were calm except for that ship. So they realized that there was something. They realized that there was something on the, on that ship that was a a problem to them. And and you know the the famous uh, uh, the ruler they drew lots and and then of course they drew straws and the straw fell out on on Yona. Now after the conversation uh, and and Yona Yona immediately admitted right away that he was the problem. Um, he told them to throw them overboard, and, and and it says that they they really didn't want to do it. They were they were really really scared to. And and, and the med just brings down that one, or I think maybe the, maybe even the psukim say it that when he stuck his foot in the water, the the storm would calm. It was like it was very very clear that Yona was at was at fault here. And none the, so finally, Yonah convinced them to cast them into the sea. Yonah said, the only way you're going to save yourselves is by casting me into the sea. So that's what happened here. I, I, I suspect, I suspect, and I think that's what Shimsho was saying to, to the people. He says, just give me over. You're, you're in a bad spot. Uh, you can't protect yourselves in the Plishtim. He said, but 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 in an underhanded way, perhaps he was saying to them that I can protect myself. Uh, I'm not worried about me. Just give them over to me. So so the pasuk says that um, that that he came to a place called Alechi. It's pasuk Yudalat, page two hundred six. If you're in the art scroll uh, Navi, or it's or it's Tetvav uh, Perak Tetvav uh, um, pasuk Yudalat in the Navi. Huba it says the plishtim were they were blowing the the shofar. Uh, uh, the Masudat David says trua simcha, like the, the the victory trumpets were blowing. Oh, we finally got we we finally got our man. And vatitzlach ruach Hashem, very very important. And the navi does not leave the south. Whatever victory, and, 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 and I'm not going to say this. I'm going to say this in the in the message to us, but I'm also going to say to the greatness of Shemshah that whatever he accomplished, never did he say that never did he say that I have a tremendous ability and I have a tremendous strength and and that that you know it's all about me. We're going to see a little later. When Hashem left him, and 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 he didn't have any strength anymore, and, and he also recognized that, and, and in the end, he calls out to Hashem to bring the Yeshua, and, and, and we're going to see. And I, I do think, as easy as it is to criticize Shemshon because he's a complicated figure, and maybe, and we're going to see soon that some of his activities are questionable, but 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 his greatness was as he saw himself as the Moshiach Yisrael. And every act that he did was in the context of that. So it says, It says, it says that, and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax, um, meaning that it, it was almost like they were on fire. Uh, that's the, the metaphor that the Novi uses was, it was like it was like flax that's on fire. Um, the and, and they melt. They literally melted off his hands. Mitzudah points out it was. It's a metaphor that it keilu melted off his hands as if fire was was set to that. Um, if you look at the haftorah uh, for Parshas Vayishlach. Um, so Chazon Ovadia, right? It's the it's the it's the only parak in it's the only parak in Sefer Ovadia. It's Chazon Ovadia, right? It says Vahaya, Vahaya, um, basically. So the pasuk says over there, it compares uh, Yosef to fire and Esav to straw, and it says that, and it says that the koach of, of Yosef, what in defeating Esav, what was like fire to fire to straw. So the the metaphor of fire. 
for flax or, or flammable materials that are easily burnt up is a common metaphor that, that we find throughout the Novi. And it's, and it's, it's interesting, the, the terminology, Vayimasa, that it, it literally uh, melted off his hands, meaning, meaning that it would do, this was not going to, to protect the plishtim uh, against him. Okay. Uh, now, now what? Then what happened? He found the fresh jawbone uh, of a of a donkey. Chamorosayim. Uh, oh no, sorry, I skipped. Sorry. Vayimsaluchi chamor teriyah vayishlach yado vayikachah vayachpa elafish. He picked up the jawbone after the ropes had melted off his arm, and and he. He used the jawbone as a weapon and he struck down a thousand people with it. So the, really there were, there were two miracles here. It was the, the ability for him to uh, defeat to defeat uh, the enemy single-handedly and, and, and the, the ability that the ropes just melted off him. So, and it's really a he, he and interesting, the uh, the word chamor. So if, if you look in Parsha's Vaera, uh, so chamor obviously means a donkey, but the, but the Shoresh, Chet Mem Resh, is chamarim. Chamarim, it says that after Makas Vadeh, after the frogs came, says as it says that they they piled up the frogs in chamarim, chamarim, meaning it was it was piles of defeat. Means it was a symbol of the the, the chamarim, the piles were a pile that the Mitzrim uh, were, were defeated. Uh, similar here, the play on the word um, chamor, chamorim, as the as the uh, Mr. David points out, asita uh, chamorim, that he piled them, the pushed them up in piles like the svardim, and in the same way that that the piles of the svardim of the frogs was a symbol of the downfall of, of, of the Mitzrim, of, of the Moshiach Yisrael, of how Kodesh Baruch Hu was sending the Moshiach, was sending the salvation, so too the jawbone, the, the term Lechiah Chamor. It wasn't just a jawbone, it was a jawbone, jawbone of a Chamor, Chamorim, piles, that the, the, the pile up of the bodies of the, of the Plishtim were a reminder that they could not defeat him, that he was that, that he was a Moshiach Yisrael, he had as the Pasuk says, he had Ruach Hashem, and that Ruach Hashem uh, guided him tremendously uh, to defeat him, uh, to, to allow him to defeat the Plishtim. Okay, so Vayomer Shimshon, Belechiah Chamor, Chamor Chamor Sayim, Belechiah Chamor Ikesi Elifish. And he he comments how with, with this ability, uh, I was able to defeat uh, so many, uh, so many pushed him. With the, with the, with the, there was many heaps of slain pushed him. This is a play on the words. The word chamor is used as both donkey and heaps, and that's what, and that's what he said. Okay. So when he finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone. And he called the name of this place Ramas Lechi. Okay. Now, interesting. Interesting little story, side story. Pasuk Yilchas tells. Vayitzma Ma'od. So uh, needless to say, he put in, a, he put in a, a, a long day's work. So what happened? He became very thirsty. Okay. Right. It's, it's, it's it, you know, the parallel to this week's Parsha is, is amazes to me. That after a great Yeshua took place, right? Bnei Israel crossed the Yamsuf. So what happens? They come to a place called Mara, and it says Lo Mayim They were unable to drink water from 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 Mara because it was bitter. And then it says that. And then it says that you know Moshe was told to take a tree. Uh, it says Vayim Mayim Sham Sam Lo Choku Mishpat. So it's very interesting. So, so the Pasuk in Parsha's Peshalach, in yesterday's Parsha says that, that they were thirsty. After a great Yoshua, they were thirsty. Okay, They crossed the Yamsa, they sang Az Yoshir, then they came to a place and they were thirsty for water. 
It says the same thing here that Shimon by its mama owed that he was very, very thirsty. Now, the response was a very simple response. The response was just take a branch, take a tree, put it in the water, and miraculously the water uh, is going to be is going to be purified and going to be sweetened, and Ben Israel is going to drink it. And that, but the Pusik doesn't stop there. The Pusik says, Sham Sam Mishpat Bisham Niso. It says that 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 a Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, it says that a Kodesh Baruch Hu gave them uh, selected mitzvahs. Uh, Gemara and Shabbos, uh, I think it's a Kufi test, says that that they, he gave them the mitzvah of Para Aduma, the mitzvah of Shabbos, and the mitzvah of Dinim. So why why those three mitzvahs? Why did he, why did he give them those three mitzvahs? So both Para Aduma and Shabbos engender Emuna. Sometimes, sometimes, and, and we're going to see in a minute that Shimshon didn't lose that emuna. That Shimshon understood that that he's not going that the thirst is not going to be against. We're going to see in a second. But Israel, after the great Yeshua that happened to him, they crossed the Yamsuf and they saw the mitzvah. They saw the dead mitzvah and they also had to collect, uh, they collected a tremendous amount of wealth. That's why the Pusik says, Vayasa Moshe. So it doesn't say Vayasa Israel says Vayasa Moshe. Because he says, because the jewels that were attached to their chariots kept rolling off the water and he, he couldn't get B'nai Israel away from the water. So it says Vayasa Yasa, the Moshe forced them to, to move on. And then, and then in, in, in a very short period of time, they come to Mara, and they're bitter over the lack of water. But, but Ravosa, you just crossed the Yamsa. You just saw that the mitz, what, the, what happened to, to the Mitzrim. You saw the great Yeshua. You worried that, you, that a Kodesh Baruch is going to let you go, go bad? So, so they messed up there. And, and so Kodesh Baruch Hu responded with two mitzvahs that represent emuna. In other words, in order to keep Shabbos properly, we say, Right? We have to, we have, when we keep Shabbos, we are, we are saying, hey, does the Gemara says that, that someone, that, that someone is made on, on, on my separation, someone who, who, if he keeps Shabbos, that's you like, you become Nasa Shutov in my separation. That if you keep Shabbos properly, you become a, you become a partner in creation. And what's, what's the idea there? Um, is because you recognize that, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world. And it's something we have to think about every day, and certainly at least once a week, uh, that, that we have to think about it. Para Duma is a chok, that we don't understand Para Duma. And, and, and the message was, yes, that sometimes you have to follow me in the desert, in a place that, 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 that's not arable, that a place that, that, where you can't sow. And, and, and following me in the desert, you have to, you have to have faith. And, and that's the mitzvah of Para Duma. You don't understand. Why did we come tomorrow? Why wasn't the water prepared for us? We don't understand. Now, and why Dinim? Because Dinim is the Sanhedrin. Because we have to have Amunas Chachamim. We have to have Amuna in our leadership. And there has to be leadership. If there's no leadership, then Torah doesn't do well. And Amuna wanes. So they're all, all three of those mitzvahs are connected. So now, now we're going to see Shimshon didn't, didn't fall into that failure. Shimshon made a call to Homer. And he said, Vayikra El Hashem Vayomar. He said to Kodesh Baruch you just created a great Yeshua. Uh, Shimshon pleaded that it cannot be that, that Hashem would perform a miracle for him only to have it end in, in such a way that the Plishtim could exalt over the downfall of their enemy. Therefore, Hashem would surely provide him with water. He prayed not so much for his own salvation as to prevent the desecration of Hashem's name. He said so. That's the Malbim. So it, it, sa- it says that that what he, what he said what he said to a Kodesh Baruch I know I know you're gonna I, I know I know something's gonna happen. I, I know I wasn't brought to this point. I know the Yeshua that that just happened to me. This ability to overwhelm the Plishtim. 
uh, and, and, and I, you know, what we discussed last week that, that he, he always did it without, uh, without holding blame on, on the Jewish people. And, and, and that's a very important idea. And, and they were scared of him. Well, we're going to see, they, they were scared of him. And, and uh, listen, he certainly gave them reason to be scared of them. And he said, but, but you can't end it here because if you end it here, you're going to let the enemies rejoice over my downfall. No way. And I know you're not going to do that. Uh, by the way, that's the same argument that Moshe made by Chet Ha'egel, right? We lay it on the fast days. How could you let the Mitzrayim say? What you're going to say? The you're going to say the Mitzrayim that a Kaddish Baruch Hu was only able to fight fight for them in Mitzrayim, but he couldn't protect them in the Midbar. He says, he says, you know, stop, like, like, like stop being angry at them. It's time to, it's time to forgive them. And, and, and the Malvin points out that that was Shimson also. He says, he says, what are they going to say? So, so I, I did this great Yeshua. Now I'm going to die, die of thirst. So what are they going to say? And then, and then they're going to celebrate. They're going to find me dead and they're going to celebrate. Shimson said, you can't let that happen. How, how can you let that happen? That's what Moshe said. How, how are you going to let the Mitzrim uh, be Mechal Hashem Shemayim? There's a bit tremendous Chol Hashem. You can't let that happen. It's about Amuna, and 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 Shimshon had that Amuna uh, that that something was going to happen. So Hashem split open the hollow that was in the the jawbone. Uh, and then water came out. And he drank. And his spirit returned to him, meaning he, you know, he, he got a drink, he felt better. Therefore, he called the name of the place, the spring of the caller, which is a le- which is uh, which is in the Lechi until this very day. So again, it's not just that he was he was shown water, but miraculously, uh, miraculously. Water came out of the jawbone, so the very source of the Yeshua became the Yeshua. I mean, became the source of, of Kiddush Hashem, and and, and, that, and that's that's what happened to him. Okay, if we had stopped here, then we would say Shimshon did, did a great thing and he accomplished a lot. Unfortunately, and this this is where you scratch your head on Shimshon. Shimshon falls into uh, a trap. And sadly, his trap is going to be his downfall. However, however, with his downfall, um, he, he still creates, even in his last moments of his life, he creates a tremendous Yeshua in Amisro. And, and, and he's going to take a lot of the plishtim uh, with him. And I, I, have a, I have a lot of ideas about that when we get to that part of the story. I'm not sure we're going to get to it tonight because I see it's already 8.30. Uh, anyway, but let, let, let's, let's look at this at this point and then we're going to see, uh, you know, where Shimshon goes down and then we're going to see, uh, if we don't get to the end of the story this week, we'll get, we'll get to it in two weeks and, and then we're going to move on to a, a new Indian. But, uh, but, but there's a lot to talk about here, so I, this might take two weeks to, to, to get through. Um, anyway, so it says, So, so it's interesting. It says that he judged B'nai Yisrael for 20 years. So Shimshon was a force for 20 years. That's a long time. Uh, now, now why is it, now, now interesting, this is a change of style in the Novi, because norm, normally, the all throughout, when it was uh, Gidon, when it was Dvora, when it was uh, Ehud, when it was uh, whoever it was, it always told their story, and at the end of the story, the Navi said, oh, by the way, they were a judge for this amount of years, and we discussed many times, those years included the years of where they fought the wars, and where B'nai Israel was subservient, but whatever, whatever the chashpun of the years, but yet here, here, the Pusik tells us, in the, in the mid in, in, in the middle of the story, uh, the Pusik tells us, so it's a little it's a little bit strange that uh, it's a little bit strange that that the Navi uh, is is doing that here. 
So actually, I'm gonna I want to read you the Radak, which is actually at the end of the parak, not at the beginning of the parak, because because the uh, the Radak says the following. Because the last words of the parak, it repeats that he judged for twenty years. So so ask the Radak. This is Radak on Pasuk Laman Aleph. If you're inside an Ovi, Vahare Amar Lamala Vaishpodes Yisrael. It's a, it already the last pasuk of this parak says he judged Bnei Yisrael. Again, 20 years. But it also says that here. We, I just read you the Pesach. So ask the Radak, what is it repeated? He said, he said, he said, he said to them, he, the, the Radak says that it says this Pesach almost as if Shimshon had died at that point. Meaning that the Plishtim were successful and then there was a chua. Right? You, you know what Radak is really saying? He's really, it's almost like that was the end of the story. And that's why it says over there that he judged the Plishtim. Now we're moving on to a new story. It's almost like the uh, it's almost like you could you could that Shimshon is more of a saga than, than just uh, uh, another show fate along the way. He's uh, he's a man of many stories. So so in order to divide the stories, the Novi throws in the fact. Uh, that 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 uh, that that Shimshon judged the Jewish people. He says because what's going to happen is not. I mean, it is a a Shua, but not in the same way. Right. The next because we're going to read about his end. Radak says an unbelievable, he's quoting from Yerushalmi. The Radak says the fear of Shimshon lasted 20 years after his death. That he, that, that he wasn't like, he wasn't like, uh, uh, a fear factor just when he was alive, when he was at was where he was an intense force against the Plishtim. But for 20 years, they were, uh, the uh, you know, we talk about post traumatic stress disorder. The Plishtim had post traumatic stress disorder for 20 years, according to the Radak, after uh, after he died. Now, 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 remember what the Plishtim are going to be really the symbol. Uh, I, I, I view the Plishtim as the symbol of the turn of the Jewish people to, to where we want to go. Uh, it, it Ultimately, it's going to be the defeat of the Plishtim that really um, solidifies the Jewish people's place in Eretz Yisrael, which lays the ground for, for the kings and ultimately the base of Migdash. Uh, and, 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 where, and I pointed out a, a number of times the last couple of weeks that we're beginning to see that here. That, 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 that I think in a, in, a, in a certain level that Shimshon understood that, that the defeat of the Plishtim is the beginning of the greatness of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael. That until, until they can be defeated and, and, and may, maybe, maybe his, his uh, vigilante warfare that, that he conducted against the, the Plishtim was a sign to the Jewish people that, you know what, do tshuva and pick yourselves up and fight. And, and you'll see that if you do tshuva and, and you're serious about pushing away the plishtim, just like Hashem uh, did miracles to me, just like Hashem brought salvation for me, He's going. He's going to do that. He's going to do that for for you as well. And and, and don't and don't forget that perspective. And, and and maybe that was the message that that Shimshon was trying to leave with the Jewish people. Uh, on the one hand, he defended them. On the one hand, he defeated the Plishtim on many levels. And, and he and as the Radak points out, he created a tremendous amount of fear. Uh, that they, they feared him that to the point that there was a post traumatic stress disorder uh, from Shimshon. But he was also sending a message, and the message was: you can defeat if you have a Muna and a Kodesh Baruch Hu, In the same way that he had a Muna all along the way, it says that that Shimshon fought with with a sense of faith and a sense of recognition that it's coming from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He was a Nazir, and Nazir is it represents Kedusha. We discussed that a Nazir recirculates Kedusha in the world. At, and he was sending them that message, and, and even even though he messed up at the end, but he's he, but that message resonated that you can defeat the Plishtim. You don't need to be afraid of them. 
with the right leadership, with the right amuna, right, right. The, we, we discussed. I think we discussed this last week that the Kohen Hamashuach, right, at every war would say like like whoever was afraid should go home. And and, and the Gemara says the Gemara says the, the, the sins that was in his chataim shaviyado, veiros shaviyado. And and Shimshon was say, was saying to them, we can rise above that. We can push away the averos, but but and then and then and then we can go and defeat the Pushtim. Because what because what will happen is if we push away the averos and we do tshuva and we have the right kind of leadership, Hashem, and then Hashem will will send will send his the salvation through a person or through a leader, and, and they will be defeated, which ultimately happens down the road. Uh, by with David and with, with initially with Shaul, uh, uh, Jonas, and Mr. Shem will learn say for Shmuel. That's a great story uh, where he eats the sap with the sapling on the tree and and he saves the Jewish people. Uh, uh, that's a great story. Uh, but that's what happens. But but that message and, and again there's another story where Jonathan almost single handedly uh, defeats the Plishtim and that, and and that's the inspiration of Shimshon. And that's what that's why uh, as I hesitantly read the next parak to you, and you're gonna see that and, and you're gonna scratch your head, but but I, I want to drive that point home uh, of, of his great contribution to the Jewish people. And 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 he cared a lot about the Jewish people, and he saw he understood and appreciated his role as the Moshia Hashem. Okay, so I want I want to I want to really emphasize uh, that point. I, I I on a personal level have taken a great love for this man. Uh, a man who, who who we've always been taught was a controversial figure, but but when I, when I see when I've seen up close over the last few weeks what he's really done for the Jewish people, he's a man to uh, to appreciate uh, on a very high level. Even though, as we're going to see, he had some faults. He goes to a place called Azasa. So she sees a. He sees a woman who is a zona, So, so we we could we could t- we could handle zona in two ways. So the uh, the the targum uh, on Yoshua, you know, Rachav was also called an isha zona. So the targum suggests that, uh, and and there's another there's another place uh, where this is used. There's another place, but particularly by Rachav, she's called a zona. And and the Metargum says Zona doesn't mean that she was uh, she was a prostitute. Uh, Zona means that she was mochre mizonos. She sold cake. Now there are other Mefarshim will say that the, the selling of the of the cake mizonos was the cover for for the zonos. So so uh, however you want to uh, uh, however you want to take it and and it's quoted. Uh, the Radak says itsa pundikisa. That's a woman who sells cake. Uh, and it says we wrote that that the the matar game says that uh, that it, it means exactly what it what it says, and she was a really uh, really was a zona. Okay, anyway, so so he, so he comes to a place called Aza, Aza, right? Sounds familiar, Gaza, Aza, um, uh, and you, you know it's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing how how the same place in Jewish history is just hasn't moved. Like we're still fighting over Aza, right? Now, so so anyway, so he, he meets this uh, woman and he has relations with her. So whatever it was, it, 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 Chazal did not view this relationship in such a positive way. Uh, whether she was really his owner or not his owner, doesn't matter. It wasn't a, wasn't a, wasn't his high moment. Aza Sayim Leimor. So to the people of Aza, he said, Ba Shem So, uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It was said to the people. No, no, no. I take that back. He didn't say that to them. It was said to the people, Ba Shem that Shimshon is in the city. Saying it's a, it's a, it, it does run a parallel story to the story of the, of the Maraglim by Rachel, right? It says that when, it says that when uh, the two Meraglim was Pinchas and Yoshua, and oh, no, I'm sorry, Pinchas and Kalev, uh, when they came to to Rachav, it says word spread throughout the city, and the king's soldiers came all around and they visited uh, Rachav, right? And she had that, she hid them in the in the shrubbery, um, and, and you know, and, and said that they weren't there. But it's very very similar story here that they heard that he was there. 
they set up uh, a ambush, Bishar Ha'ir, and this in the gate of the city. Uh, now you have to have a sense of humor for this because it, it was really funny what's gonna happen. So they so they hid very, very quietly, meaning Shotku Masudat David says, the Asu Atsmam they went they went about their business pretending that they never heard that he was there. Or means that they they the whole night they deliberated on on exactly how are they going to kill Shimshom. They said we'll wait till morning. No, in other words, we're gonna we're gonna ambush him. We're gonna wait till we get till he gets to the gate, and, and when and when he gets to the gate, boom. We're, we're going to kill him. <laughs> I think what's funny is what, what he does. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, anyway, so so that, that, that that's what it was. So they, they had a plan. Uh, they had a plan uh, to uh, to uh, to capture him. What did he do? It says that he uh, woke up at, until mid, he slept till midnight. Okay. Uh, I guess with this woman. He slept uh, until midnight. And what happened? Um, says he grabbed the door of the city gate and the two doorposts, um, and, and he saw they were locked. So, what does he do? So, Shimshon had a unique solution on how to get out of the city. So, what did he do? He, <laughs> he picked up the gate, he says. Well, you're gonna block me into this city? I don't think so. And he and and he he picked up the gates and, and he lifted it off its moorings. He put the gates on his back. Now 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 let's understand what we're talking about here. We're not talking about a uh, rock he picked up. We're talking about he picked up uh, the gate the gates of the city. Um, quite a you know really quite a a miraculous um, uh, thing that 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 took place here. And he says, yeah, you're not gonna keep me in this city. And he took the gate and he said, you know what? I'm going to take the gate with me. And he brought the gate to, to Hebron. Uh, you know, I laughed when I read this because it was like, it was like, you guys cannot stop me. Uh, like, are, are, are you kidding? Uh, that, that, that really was the message that, that, that he sent to them. Um, and, but, and, and this, and by the way, this caused, caused them a lot, a lot of distress as, as we said, as we said before. And I think that's that's important to note. Okay, uh, all right. So that, so that was one story. So he came to Aza. So unfortunately, he didn't uh, finish off Aza. Otherwise, they, we we would have him. Uh, but uh, but uh, that, that's what happened. Um, the the Malbim suggests that. That this story wasn't so secretive. That that, that the way the Navi presents the um, story was that he came to the city, and then the word spread that he got there. Um, the Malbim suggests that maybe it was a plan the whole time that he's gonna that that he's that he came to the city and he had he had people spread the word um, that that he came, and then he was gonna demonstrate this great uh, uh, this this great kiddush Hashem. That that you know everything's in Hashem's hands and you can't really stop me. Okay, okay. The person we've been w- w- waiting waiting to meet is here. Right, all the movies, Samson and Delilah. Right. Okay. So this woman, uh, I, I, I think it's not a stretch to say she was a pretty awful woman. Uh, she was. Uh, she betrayed him. She uh, sold him out, and eventually caused his death. And I, I think that's a, a pretty fair statement to say. Uh, and despite the fact that the movies glorify this relationship, this was a horrific relationship. And we're going to see what happens. We'll see that she completely, completely sold him out. Now. What happened? So let's see the story, and then we can talk about what happened. Um, I see it's getting late here, so we'll we'll start the story 
And then, because uh, I, I really, I have a lot to say on the story and it'll take a lot of time. So we'll start the story and we'll resume it in two weeks. So let, let's see what happens. It says that she, uh, he loved this woman and her name was Delila. So here, here, here's what happened. This was a complete, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, an underhanded process. The, the generals, uh, the governors of, of the Plishtim, they went to Vayomerla Pateoso, seduce him. Right, it's a little bit arrogant because they didn't because they refused to accept that it was a God-given gift. They said, You gotta find out for us, right? Right. You know what they were asking for? They were asking for kryptonite. They said, There has to be, there has to be kryptonite here. Um, um, you know, there has to be a way to put Superman at bay. Uh, and they and they wanted the kryptonite. He said, they said, you got to figure, you got to tell us that kryptonite is, is, is the solution to this Superman. Find out what, what, is, what is it that's going to put him at bay. And he says, and then we'll, we'll bound, we'll bound him and we will, uh, we'll torture him. That was it. Um, we'll overpower him and we'll, uh, we'll imprison him. He said, and each one of us will give you a, a significant amount of money. Okay, so so that was the setup. Now, now I have to tell you that I don't understand him at all. Because three times he fooled her and yet he didn't get the message. So that I don't understand. Uh, I don't have a good answer for that. Anyway, what's, what's the secret to your strength? And how could you be bound to afflict you? Now, if I was asked that question, would you answer that question? Like, I, I don't, I, I don't really understand. I mean, obviously, he fools her three times. So, but it's it's a very strange question. Anyway, so he said, if you buy me with seven wet twines that are never dried. I'll become weak like uh, a man. Right, so immediately she sent an email and a WhatsApp message to the governors of the Plishtim. And they said, hey, you better get me this stuff, this, this, these twines, these dry, these uh, moist twines right away. And she, and, and she, and he was, in, you know, bound by that. Uh, Radak says, Rasidat uh, David says, Livchon im MS to see if it was really true. So, uh, what happened? What? So, anyway, so, 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 anyway, so, so, anyway, so, so that's what, that's what he did. Means ambush. He came, so they bound him in this thing and they came into the room. She said, the plishtim are here for you. So he snapped the the vines, uh, and when it smell like when it smells like fire, and the full strength uh, was not even apparent. But Tomer Delila El Shimshon, Hinei Saltabi, but Tomer Eli Kizovim, Atar Gidon Aliba Meteoser. So what does she say? She says, "You tricked me. You fooled me." Kazavim Kizov means to deceit. He says, tell me the truth. So again, so it goes the second time. Bind me with new ropes, which has never been used, and then I'll become the same. So again, the same thing happened. They came in, she brought them in, he ba- she bounded him, and, and, and he came and they came in, and of course he snapped it. But Toma Delila Chimon, Adhena Isalpi, 
He said, uh, hey, Sal, I'll tell you where that word also uh, appears. You've been making fun of me. Um, that word also appears by Paro. Uh, uh, Arana, um, the beginning of Parsha's bow. Uh, Ki salal pi, uh, I forget the, I forget the past. Beginning of Parsha's bow, the, the same term, he, he salt, uh, saltabi, that you, you've, been, you've been poking fun uh, at, 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 at us. Um, Paro says the same thing. But to that very like is of him, and you told me deceit. He, he, he then, so a third time, he said, if you weave the seven locks on my head onto a weaving rod, that will, that will do it. So again, he woke up. He wasn't. He was. He was somewhat sleeping. He wasn't fully aware uh, of what had happened, and, and also he, he was able to uh, to to get out of this. So again, so what does she say? How can you say you love me? You keep telling me lies. So finally, finally, so, so this story happened over a period of time. And it says that she constantly uh, was, was, was after him. Like she was relentless. She says, you got you to gotta share with me the secret of, of, of your strength. Um, that you know she would do things at the t- when they had relations. They, she she pulled out all the stops, and and finally he said, like he like he had enough. He couldn't he couldn't take it anymore. He became exasperated to die. So what did he? Vayage la. Finally, he said, if you cut my hair, uh, because I'm a Nazir and I'm not allowed to cut my hair, that will be the end. So Delila saw, and she knew he was telling the truth. Uh, the Mephoshim point out because of his expression. Like, like it was, it was a, it, it was clear to her that the way he was talking was really, really, she saw, because, because we all know how we lie and how we tell the truth can be very, very different. And that's why Rashi says in Parshish uh, Shalach that w- w- why did the Maraglim come back and say, Eretz of us, halav vash? All the Maraglim came when they came back from Eretz Yisrael. What the first thing they said, all twelve Eretz of us, Vash. It is absolutely a land flowing with milk and honey. So Rashi asked the question: How come they said that if they if, if they were trying to get B'nai Yisrael not to go or not to uh, have faith in the land of Israel? So why did they say Eretz of us, Vash? So Rashi says that Kol Sheker Sheimbo Emes Shuvei No He says that if you tell a lie. And there's no truth in it at all. There's nothing truth in the story. Then you're not going to get anywhere. People are going to read right through you. Uh, so, because the, the way we tell the truth, in other words, you know, people, you know, they could have said with with great passion, "Eretz of Vash." It is a land flowing with milk and honey. That passion, but then maybe when they started to distort the story, but but that first impression of the passion that they had for the truth. Which was that Eretz Yisrael was a land flowing. Maybe that was what left the impression, and they were able to tell the rest of their story. Uh, and that was the same thing here. Uh, you know, he told her uh, a lie three times, but now she saw that 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 he opened up her heart. So she lured him to sleep on his knees. So it says that uh, they um, they 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 came and she got a, they got a barber that came in and cut off all his hair and then his his strength had been removed. But uh, and then and then and then she said uh, the plishtim are here by katz mishnaso. 
and he woke up. And he figured, ah, so they're here. I'll, I'll fight them the same way I fought them up until now. And here is the key phrase of this story. It wasn't simply that they cut his hair. What, what, what the Navi tells us is he didn't realize that Hashem's spirit was no longer with him. That 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 alav ruach Hashem, that that idea that Hashem was with him had gone, and now he was in trouble. It says that they they uh, blinded his eyes. Uh, Gemara and Sota says that was a midah because he used his eyes that he looked at women in, in a way that he shouldn't have. So, and then he was put in jail. He was blinded. Uh, we'll, get, we'll see that he, he, was, uh, he was in the grinding mill and his hair began to grow back. Uh, anyway, that was the downfall of, that was the downfall of Shimshon. Okay, um, we're going to stop here. Um, I, I have a lot to say about the end of the story um, and it's going to just take too long. So again, um, I want again, I want again from the bottom of my heart, thank everyone for constantly joining me on Sunday night. Uh, it's been, it's been really, really, uh, it really has made, given my Sunday nights a very special meaning. So thank you to all of you. Um, um, I, I, I hope that this safer has inspired us as the way it's inspired me because this is an absolutely incredible safer. Um, next Sunday, okay. Next Sunday night, we're all going to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not going to take a poll on who you who you're rooting for. Um, and if you're not going to watch the Super Bowl, you have to at least have a, a chicken wing, uh, at least to be Yotze. Next Sunday in, in, is the is the uh, the greatest uh, day of uh, the, the the most the day that most food is consumed in America. Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, enjoy it. Um, and Mr. Shem will pick up on two weeks from now, uh, eight o'clock on Sunday night. And we'll take it hopefully up to close to Pesach. Uh, so again, thank you all for coming. And uh, and we really we still have a lot to finish up with Shimshon, and then we'll go on to further stories. And we'll stop here for tonight. Be safe. Don't go out in the snow if you don't need to. Uh, but if you do, make sure you dress properly and and, and stay safe. Stay safe from COVID. Stay safe from all of the uh, the problems of our world. Bye bye.